Hello, my name is Dan, and welcome to On the Flipside Podcast. This podcast is by no means an educational podcast, but rather just a conversation with friends. We talk about topics that relate to people our age, and we dive deep and expand on certain ideas that revolve around our everyday lives. So sit back, relax, grab a beer or two, and listen to me and my friends go off topic a hundred times. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Flipside Podcast. Uh, today seems like a very good day to record. It's uh, not too hot, but it's also not too cold. So it's like right around springtime weather, which I'm excited for. I did lose an hour of sleep today, but it's okay. You know why? Because I woke up this morning still with just one hour less of sleep, but I had a good day so far. I had some oatmeal with bananas, and I had a peanut butter jelly sandwich, and I continued on my day, took a shower, and now I'm here in uh, a a very peculiar space to do a podcast, but you know what, we're going to make it work. Anyways, I have a very special guest with me today, one of my closest friends too. Uh, You could say that she get her gains from scooping ice cream all day long. (laughs) Ice cream connoisseur, you should check out her arm. She's so buff from carrying all that ice cream and scooping. She is also a K-pop fan. Ask her any questions about K-pop and she will know the answer. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Kim Overly. Hey guys, what's up? Wow, really? Just (laughs) Hello, hi, I'm the ice cream connoisseur. Connoisseur? 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 I can't say. Connoisseur? Are you connoisseur that you're okay to do this? I'm connoisseur. We can do this. Connoisseur? Connoisseur. 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 How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm tired because I just came back from work. But yeah, you know, I mean, I'm also tired because of the time change. I was actually low-key late to work because of it, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, sorry for uh, pulling you in randomly after work. But, uh, <laughs> I thought it would be a fun idea to do it today, but here we are. So, as of late, anything new with you? Um, not really. Like, personally? No, just give me Like, in my personal life? Well, I'm going to be in a dance competition for the first time ever in my life. Uh, this coming Saturday, so... I'm Care to plug? Terrified plug? What do you mean plug? Like, Go ahead and plug your dance team. My dance team? Um, uh, I don't know, because I feel like I don't represent it yet until I'm done with the dance competition and seeing how I do off that, but it's called Teva Ura, Te- Teva, oh god, please don't put that in there, because <laughs> I call it Tivo, but it's Tevarua Ori, there it is, okay. It takes me a minute to say it. It's okay. I probably wouldn't be able to say it either way. <laughs> Te varua ori. So, yeah, it's a Tahitian dance troupe. And I joined it recently, like, a little over a year ago. And I've been going regularly, twice a week, just training and rehearsing. And then I moved up, and apparently I'm ready to compete. So that's just what I'm doing now. That is a great accomplishment. Is there, like, a, a particular reason why you wanted to... Um do TiVo or Tahitian dancing? I've always been interested in it since I was 13 because when I was in junior high, we did this thing called Walk to Western, and it's a thing, um, Western Western High School, it's a thing where they make the 8th graders um, walk over, because it's literally like down the street, to Western and basically take a tour of the school, and it's typically during international week so they got to put on their international show for the eighth graders and when I saw the Tahitian club come out and they were just so uniformed and everyone had really long pretty hair and really nice pretty costumes I was just like so into it you know just growing up as like an islander myself I was like my gosh that's like so pretty you know and um I I don't know I was just always so into it and then by the time I joined high school I wanted to join, but then I was too shy. And so later on when I was like, okay, I'm going to get the guts to sign up and do it, all the good dancers left, and it was just left with people that didn't really know much about it. 
And a lot of the girls that joined just wanted to join solely because they wanted to show their body and shake their hips in front of the school. And I didn't want to be looked at as that because I want to join it because I want to appreciate the culture itself. And a lot of the Polynesian kids in school were looking at Tahitian Club as a disgrace to Polys. You know what I mean? Just because, like, a lot of the girls were uh, not paying homage to... Um, the typical, like, not the typical, like, what is it? I can't, I can't speak. They're not respecting it for what it is. You know what I mean? And a lot of the girls were wearing really short skirts. Their hair wasn't even long. It was just kind of embarrassing to watch. Only two of the girls were actually really good because they danced outside of school. But everyone else, it was just not good. So that's when I was like, okay, maybe it wasn't meant for me. Maybe... I just can't do it, you know, so I just stuck to Filipino club and South Asian club and all that stuff, and then by the time, like, college rolled around, I met your friend Erin, uh-huh, love her, and I would always see her posts about it, I'm like, God, that's so fucking cool, like, just, like, seeing the way she does it, all the combos that she throws in, and, like, her hair, her costumes, and how all her costumes are literally DIY, like, she does them all by herself. And they're fresh, like, flowers and leaves. I'm like, that's pretty fucking rad. And so I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so interested. And then, you know, after going to Hawaii a few times and going to, um, like, luau's where they have Tahitian dancers, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so cool. So when Erin was like, oh, hey, um, you know, fast forward to last year, she said there's, like, an orientation slash open house going on. And she's like, if you're interested, just come on by, bring a friend. I was like, okay, so I went, and I was like, I don't know if I'm, like, down to do it, but then they gave us a free intro class, and I was like, this is pretty fun. Of course, I was absolutely terrible, mm-hmm. but I was like, I want to keep doing this, because normally, when I step out of my comfort zone, obviously, no one's going to be, like, in a comfortable place. It's kind yeah. of like, they're like, oh, God, I don't want to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. But for me, I don't know, I like that type of pain, so I keep doing it. <laughs> okay, wait, when, when you say pain, like, as in, like, what are you talking about pain here? Pain as in, like, you feel embarrassed because you're doing something out of the ordinary and it's really strange to you, but it's because it's strange, you're like, I think I kind of want to keep doing it because it's, like, something you've never done before and you're, like, subconsciously, you're, you're like, dude, no, this is pretty interesting. Keep Keep going at it. Let's see where it takes you. So, yeah. And then... How long have you uh, been doing uh, TiVo for now, or the Tahitian dancing for now? For, I think, uh, how many years, actually? I'm not sure if it's been years. Has it been <laughs> years? It's been years. No, I said last year. So it's barely been a year. It uh, hit a year in January. So I, a year and two months now. Do you see yourself uh, moving up classes so that you can dance with Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. Is that something you really want to achieve? Uh, like, to be honest, like, I do want to achieve that, but it's going to take so much work and dedication. And I do know that, like, that comes with, like, anything you sign up for. But at the same time, it's like, I just want to keep going at it because it's like, it's like you get to work out, but it's also an escape. You know, when you're working and you're going to school and you're doing all this stuff, when you're there with like your dance team and you're doing your own thing just off of like your own knowledge it's like oh my gosh it's like a cool way to express yourself you know and I I think I just needed to find something like that because I was just so tired of having the same schedule every single day you know getting really deep into like your 20s and you're just like this is what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna go to work go to sleep go to work go to sleep go to class go to work go to sleep you know I was tired of that I need something new I also missed being a part of something and meeting new friends. So I was like, I like this. I have a very important question. Um, does your hips lie? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just a smidge. Just a little bit. But um, yeah, we're working on the hips. It's it's a lot and it's a lot in your hips and your knees for it to rotate the way you want it to. Because sometimes I'm like, oh damn, I think I'm pretty. I'm doing pretty well. And then you look at the advanced girls and you're like, how the hell are they doing that? Because it looks like it, like, floats off of their legs, and it's just, like, rotating, like, rings on Saturn, and I'm just... Saturn has rings, right? (laughs) Uh, Yes, I think Saturn has rings. Okay, this isn't enough. Okay, let's just say planet with rings, not specific, but let's just say a planet with rings. I'm sorry, I'm not good at astronomy. 
Anyways. <laughs> I should know. I took astronomy in high school, I know, but I don't... I took astronomy my first, like, or my second semester of college, but it's fine. I didn't really pay attention. Um, anyways. <laughs> who, who really does, though? It's okay. I got to be in that class. <laughs> but, anywho, yeah, it's, like, mm-hmm. so cool the way they do their thing, and so I'm still working on it myself. It's definitely flexibility. You need to stretch, 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 because if you don't um, work on that, then you're just not gonna get to where you want you where you want your hips to move. So when you guys are uh, practicing, do you guys do like a half hour, an hour of like stretches for warm ups, or is it kind of just part hour, of the dance? Like ten minutes, yeah, just really focused on like stretching out your your core, um, your hips, your legs, your legs for sure. Um, because basically you're in like a 90 degree angle sometimes and you're just kind of like playing defense on basketball. So I thought like with me being in basketball in high school, I was like, oh, this kind of helps. But at the same time, it's been a few years, so it still fucking hurts. <laughs> so other than you getting your leg day workout, uh, doing Tahitian dancing, you also get your upper body workout strength, right, from uh, scooping yes. ice cream all the time? Yes, that is true. <laughs> you want to tell me a little bit about that? Um, okay, so I work in an ice cream shop. I'm not going to say where exactly, but it is one of the busiest ice cream shops in the world. Um, our wait time can go up to 20 to 30 minutes, depending on if it's like a holiday or like a crazy three-day weekend. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I do, and it's been pretty cool. I've been doing it for... Almost two years, a year and a half now. Your biceps are getting big because of that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Just one. <laughs> Just... I, I try to be ambidextrous. Like, when I first started working, I was like, maybe if I try scooping with my left, like, we could we could master this in a few months, but... It just, because I'm a perfectionist, and also they train you to make your scoops look a certain way, because not going to lie, compared to other ice cream shops, not trying to, like you know trash them or whatever but like the way we do it it's like clean it looks like a a, like a professional little snowball and that's how it's supposed to look like so if i use my left hand and i scoop it looks like a bunch of shit like (laughs) it's just like gross and it's just on your cone so if i use my right hand it's like clean cut that's the perfect little like so many people come back and they're like this is a nice scoop i don't even want to eat it i'm like i know right i, I practice <laughs> so would you say you are now a uh, a professional ice cream scooper i would say so yeah I how many stack a lot how many okay how many scoops do you think you can do in a minute in a minute in a minute in a minute oh man I could do a lot. Could probably do, man, like into separate cups and cones. No, just one, just like two, just think about it. One, two, three, like perfect scoops, right? Yeah, perfect scoops. Okay. For for those of you who are listening, uh-huh. she was moving her arms trying to see how much. <laughs> probably like I don't know, forty, forty-five. Forty-five in a minute? Because it's like one second each one. Yeah. So it's like a rotating fashion. You rotate the whole thing. So the thing is, when you scoop ice cream, and you can take this little piece of advice for when you're scooping ice cream at home, um, you want to go around the rim and not straight down the middle. Do you know what I mean? Why is that? Because um, if you just do it that way, the wrong way, then um, what is it? The sides are going to get very melty. And no one wants that because then the melty parts, that's basically not good anymore. You're going to have to toss that part out. Mm. So if you go this way, it gives you the perfect like uh, spherical shape. And you're making sure that the ice cream um, is being scooped correctly because the sides aren't melting. Because the sides melt faster than the center, obviously. The center is like the hardest and coldest part of the ice cream tub. Well, now that I know that, thank you, because whenever I scoop ice cream at home, I always go straight, straight for the middle, because uh-huh. I just want to get right into it. I never knew that you had to go in a circle or form Sometimes it. Sometimes I do that, though. It just depends on the flavor, too. Yeah, if it's like a vanilla or a chocolate, you definitely want to go from the sides, but it just depends. Yeah. Do you, do, do, do you uh, remember the, uh, the ice cream um, uh, thrifty? Thrifty, yes. That's still, honestly, my favorite. <laughs> what is your favorite ice cream at Thrifty? Oh, my gosh. The, um, what is it? The Animal Circus. 
The circus animal cookie one. They have that? Yeah, they do. They do. What? It's like pink, white, and blue, and it's the animal circus. I keep saying animal circus. Circus animal cookies. <laughs> and it's in like a vanilla, I think, and it just hits, dude. It's so good. I would always go just to get that. I, uh, uh, whenever I used to go to Thrift, I used to get the uh, pistachio flavor. Oh, I also like pistachio. For I get that too. Because for some reason, if you've ever eaten like just a regular pistachio out of a bag, it's kind of salty, has a little bit of a sweetness to it. But then when you eat it as an ice cream, like the sweetness kind of just explodes in your mouth and you yeah. don't get much of the saltiness. So mm-hmm. that's why I loved it as a little kid. And my mom used to get it for me all the time. So I would get um, chocolate on the bottom and I would get pistachio right on top. That sounds really good. So it would be chocolate pistachio. Yeah. No, I like that. People always come into my store and ask if we have pistachio, and I'm just like, homeboy, I wish. <laughs> I wish we did, but no. Do you guys, like, have, like, a specific music that you guys play when you are uh, when you guys are... Uh... No, we don't. I mean, it just depends on the manager or the lead that's working, because we used to be in charge, like, just the regular scoopers used to be... Uh, in charge of the music at anyone really but um we just had to make sure there was no cuss words or you know there wasn't like a what is it even if there's no cuss words a song could still be bad you know what i mean like if you play nwa in the store and you took out all the bad words it's still a bad song you know what i mean Yeah, like bad connotation yeah, you can't be playing that at our location where so did you guys ever play like 90s 90s there. like r&b music yes we do and normally that's when i ask them to because <laughs> um sometimes they're like oh man um because we use a spotify account for our music and sometimes it's one of our managers spotify account and if they're using it obviously if two people are using the same account it's not going to be able to work for one or the other person so um she was using it and sometimes our music just stops and we're like oh dude can't play music so sometimes we'll plug in like my phone or someone else's phone and it's sweet because a lot of the managers and leads trust me so they'll be like yeah just put on whatever you can like i trust you you do have a good uh choice of music um i follow a couple of your playlists oh thank you you remember the playlist that you have where the title is just literally a bunch of airplanes yeah (laughs) yeah i still follow it they still listen in oh you do that's so cute that's the og playlist that's the og playlist it's got everything in there you got r&b you got uh hip-hop rap you got pop you got uh i don't know i don't know what else reggae in there too yeah filipino opm songs there is oh my neighbor's pulling up right now by the way we're in my car just uh talking in front of my house (laughs) yeah just for for you guys are listening um we're actually recording an episode of this podcast in a car because you know why not you know uh, a car is a very insulated piece of uh, equipment that anybody can sit in if the windows are closed um you know you don't hear anything i'm pretty sure as of right now you guys can hear a little bit of the car audio but that's okay because it doesn't really matter but speaking of <laughs> speaking of 90s music you're a 90s kid aren't you 90s baby because well, actually, no. I'd say 90s kid-ish because they always say, like, if you were born, like, after 1998, then you're not necessarily a 90s kid because you were a baby during the 90s era. So I'd say, yeah, because I was, like, four by the time the 90s ended. So I would say so. Now, do, do you think, like, the, ni- the 90s culture had, like, a big impact in your life? Oh, for sure. For sure. And Care to explain? That's because um, I'm the youngest of four, and all three of my other sisters are 12 to 16 years older than me. So by the time I was um, old enough to comprehend music, um, I realized that they were playing a bunch of 90s and 2000s, like R&B, pop, and hip-hop. And so I would love that too. And so I would purposely like listen to their albums watch mtv music videos with them and it just really like shaped me into who i am and so now that i'm older i still find myself listening to those same songs like Aaliyah, um what is it like usher 112 next you know a bunch of all that stuff if if i was someone who's trying to get into um r&b 90s r&b um, give me like a top five that you would let me listen to 
for like a top five list R&B artist that you would let artist. someone who's never listened to it in their entire lives wow. have them listen to it and be like, wow, this is good. Of like the OG, like 90s? Yeah, ni- we're talking 90s. 90s. We're okay. talking 90s. Okay. So definitely. Oh, my gosh. I know there's a lot, but. Ah! Uh, TLC, Brandy, Monica. Frick. Um, Frick is an artist? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, boys to Men. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, oof. They're more pop. Let's see Backstreet Boys. That's more pop. Um, boys to Men. Usher, of course. He was in the 90s. Man, okay, that's four. I need one more. I need to look at my playlist because, to be honest, I'm trying to think. It's hard to think off the top of your head. Man. I was going to say, like, Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland? Kelly Rowland's more 2000s, though. Okay, okay, fine. Oh, my gosh, duh, Mariah Carey. Okay, yeah, that's true, Mariah Carey. Yeah, Mariah Carey for sure. That's, like, five right there. Now... Those are five artists. What about top five R&B songs? Songs. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started. Oh, I just saw one right now. Um, What is it? Ugh. What is it called? I lost it. Do you know that song that goes, my love? I, I, I think I know. I think I know. I think I know. It's like, it's like candy. I think it's candy kisses, candy, candy raindrops, something like that. That's a really good song. For R&B. Um, Breaking My Heart, Mint Condition. That's a good one. Um, Don't Leave Me, Black Street. That's, that's a three. good one. That's yep, three. yep, yep. Got two more. Two more. Oh, my gosh. I Need a Girl by Diddy, Genuine, Mario, and Loon. That's good, too. That's really good. I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, one more. One more. Oh my gosh, iconic. The boy is mine, Brandy and Monica. That is actually a fine list. Like that's okay. If if I was someone who's never listened to it and then I suddenly hear those artists, I feel like I would actually fall in love with the the R and B um like genre. Yeah. Because they have like such nice uh, voices uh, when they sing. Very good. Like very it's very good. it's very soulful. Very um, uh, how do I say this? It's like yeah, it's. It's just soulful. You feel it deep down your bones when you hear it. And it's just when you listen to it and you and you just feel it in your body. It's just, I don't know how else to explain. Yeah. I feel it in my bones. Yeah. You know? you know when you hear someone and they're singing and you're just like, oh my gosh. And just feeling it gives you goosebumps. Right. You get That's goosebumps. like that. But with R&B, you feel that in almost every single song. It either makes you want to like cry or you want to get up on your feet and start dancing like, I live for that. I live for that. And then a lot of the time when they're singing, it's something that's like, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, substance to it. It's not just like, oh, I'm talking about girls, money, and drugs. Like, it's not like that. You know, a lot of the time, obviously, back in, like, the 90s, that's what a lot of people were singing about. But when you go back to R&B, like, uh, Brandy, Monica, and all that stuff, and SWV, a lot of the time they're just talking about themselves their experiences with like growing up or with love it's just really cool and a lot of the time when you listen to it you could still I don't know the lyrics still resonate with like modern times now and I think songs like that will never get old yeah I really really think so now since we're in the topic of 90s music um how do you feel about like the 90s style kind of like resurfacing back up and then having it become the sort of 2019-2020 type of style? Like a kind of like a reimagining of that style, but then in a more uh, modern sense. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I think people need to remember where it's from, though, and need to pay it like, I don't know, need to pay homage to the 90s by dressing accordingly and correctly Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time people just throw on a crop top some nike sweats and like air force ones and they like hey i'm 90s and it's just like um no are you though like you're you're just going to the grocery store like what what you that's not really like you have to 
sometimes people just want to dress like that just because it's like they see it on Instagram mm-hmm. and they're just dressing like that just to dress like that. They don't know where it's from. You know, they got to be able to appreciate it. Like with scrunchies, a lot of kids nowadays think that it's new. Nope. Scrunchies just came back. I remember when I was younger, I thought those things were so ugly because my <laughs> sisters would all wear it. And I'm like, ew, what the frick is, you know, it's like you got a little fuzzball in the yeah, back of your head. Fuzzball. I'm like, that is not cute. Like if you're wearing something, like just have it with like a regular black band. But now that it's back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I used to think these were ugly when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. And then now it's associated with Visco, right? Yeah. Yeah. Visco girl. Oh my gosh. My niece is a Visco girl. <laughs> Can you kindly explain to people who don't know what a Visco girl is, what a Visco girl is? So according to the internet, a Visco girl is... Someone who wears Crocs for fashion, um, has like a bunch of scrunchies on their arms, uh, what is it, probably wears Air Force Ones, crop t-shirt with like floral print on it, I'm getting very specific because this is definitely how it is, and of course they have to have a hydro flask with stickers and they probably wear Pura Vita bracelets and rings. I'm very specific. It's because I worked at a surf shop and there was a bunch of people that worked there and shopped there that looked just like that. <laughs> and I low-key actually became one from working there, but then I kind of fell off from that and I was like, oh. So would you say that Visco is more of like a millennial's version of surf style? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Do you think that... A Vis- polished up, but... Do you think the Visco style is kind of like disrupting the way that some other sub styles are? No, everyone has their own style. It's like whatever is more fitting for them and their personality. So I think, yeah. What would you consider your style? Oh my gosh, I have so many. Sometimes I'm a Visco girl. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, let's throw it back. I want to look like a 2000s, 90s babe, you know? Or sometimes I'm just like, rolling out of bed for an 8 a.m. class with like nasty ass hair and like some sweats and like a fat sweater so i don't know comfortable chic um business casual depending on where it is because sometimes i like to wear my blazers Mm -hmm. i like to pair a blazer with like a cute beanie and like my doc martens i've been doing that a lot but yeah i don't know i'm pretty much everywhere it's so hard to like explain my style because i like a lot of things what would you consider my style? You're comfortable, but you're like street comfortable. So streetwear. Streetwear, but then you don't overdo it. You know what I mean? You don't you're not the typical Filipino guy that like loves to wear stripes and guest t-shirts and just like gold chain, nope. you know, and like your your shoes have to be like Yeezys. Oh my god, I'm talking about my own boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, if you're listening to this, we love you. Well, he, but uh, He doesn't have a gold chain, but he does have piercings. So. And he has a sleeve. He does. Oh, my God. He's becoming one. Oh, my God. Okay. As long as his personality doesn't shift into one, then he, he'll be fine. Yeah, because I understand why you're saying more of a relaxed streetwear. Because I'm literally wearing what everybody wears. Skate low vans, black socks, ripped up jeans, a gray t-shirt, uh, not name brand, and a hoodie. I'm not wearing anything name brand, minus the Vans. That's probably like the most expensive thing that's on my person right now. Mm-hmm. But this is like the kind of style that I like, you know. I don't own a lot of like uh, name brand stuff. Probably like the most expensive I have is Guess. And that's one piece of jacket. Yes, it would be. That would, it, <laughs> just one jacket. That's it. And everything else is just like either I buy from Target or I buy from... Well, I have a couple pieces from Zara, but it's it kind of up there, but not really up there, you know, because mm. they look nice, but then they're not really just, you know, expensive, expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've bought a couple of jeans from Zara. Um, I thought they were really nice, but sometimes those jeans are, like, kind of, like, low quality. No, that's actually very true. And, um, you, you know my friend Kat. She, um... She says, like, with Zara and H&M, a lot of their pieces, obviously because of the name brand, it's, like, that's what makes their pieces so expensive. But since it's fast fashion, it's not meant to be sustainable. So a lot of the time it does break down, you know, after a few wears or after a few washes. That's why I try to be very careful with what I buy now because obviously, like, 
when I just got out of high school and I started working, I was like, oh my gosh, I could buy all of this now. You know, Forever 21 was my jam. And then I'm like, oh my God, I have all these pieces in my closet that I don't even really wear. I just wear them once, you know, but that was before. And so now I try to be very mindful of what I buy and to make sure that, okay, would I wear this again? And yeah, I've been pretty good with that. I've been thrifting more than like shopping shopping and if I do shop like in the mall I make sure I have a coupon or there was like a sale because we need to shop smart as well we need to shop smart as in like financially you just can't be dropping willy-nilly unless you got good good money you know now what is the one shop that you normally would go into as soon as you hit the mall oh my gosh like the first place you'll walk right into as soon as you park and head into the mall box lunch even though i never buy anything from there because it's so expensive i just love looking at everything because they have everything i love from like the friends memorabilia to like all the disney stuff they have sailor moon Ugh. i mean i've bought like little things like socks pins um what is it the car shade because it has like it's sailor moon it has like luna and artemis and it's super super cute but yeah for the most part i don't really get the clothes because the clothes are so expensive even with like my coupons i'm like oh my god but i could be there for a long time sorry (laughs) and with that being said you know what uh we're gonna take like a quick break i'm gonna grab some water and uh we'll be right back with the episode (laughs) is there anything else you want to say before we uh, hit the break um that my text message is kim possible because my name is kim as corny as that is i think it's very fitting and a lot of people laugh because they know i probably said it as my ringtone because of my name so so with that being said we're just gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back with the episode catch you guys in a little bit wow and uh we're back uh how's your break pretty good what? Old boba. Old boba. <laughs> was it gross? It was gross. Because the way that you were drinking it, it sounded like diarrhea. <laughs> because I'm trying to avoid the boba because after you buy boba and you put it in the fridge, it's obviously not good the next day. That's what's happening right now. Well, with that being said, we're actually going to get into a little bit of a segment I call... What's the scoop? Because you do work in an ice cream shop, so why not better title this segment, What's the Scoop? Mm-hmm. Because what do you do at work? You scoop ice cream. Correct. <laughs> so what I'm going to have you do is uh, there's actually a bunch of questions here that I'm going to have you scoop out of my hand. Get it? Cause... Can you not? <laughs> Can you not? <laughs> you're going you're gonna to grab, grab one of these pieces of paper, and you're going to try to see if you can answer them. And I have the answer key, so... It doesn't matter if you get it right or wrong. Answer key. But so you're gonna first scoop. Okay. Do I read it out loud? Was the waffle cone invented intentionally or by accident? Ooh. Yes, we're going oh, there. Oh, I don't even know that. We're going there. Just try to figure it out. Oh my god, I I feel like it would be by accident, cause like when you think of. I don't know, the old times when ice cream was just invented, they were just thinking of ice cream as, like, a cold treat. They would never think of, like, oh, you know what would go great with a cold treat? Something warm. You know, like, no one... Actually, one day someone just woke up and was like, yeah, ice cream with something that could possibly melt it would be really good. You know? So I feel like it was made by accident. That's your final answer? Made by accident? Final accident. Final accident. <laughs> final, final answer. Your final accident is... Final answer. I okay. think it was by accident. You are, ding, 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 correct. Yes. Because, so when they were making ice cream back then, they had the cones, the pre-made cones, the ones that are, you know, the one that looks like waffle cone, but not really. It looks like the you're eating cones. styrofoam. Cake cones. So the guy at the stall actually ran out, but he had customers wanting to get one. So he went over to another stand who had a guy making waffles. And so the guy said, you know, these harden pretty quick. Why don't we make cones out of these? Thus, waffle cones were born. Oh my gosh, did you do your own research on that? Why, yes, I did. Oh, I am so proud of you. That's impressive. So, yes, you are correct. It was made by accident. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to continue on. I want you to go ahead and scoop another one out of my hand. 
<laughs> okay, I'm just going to say where I work. <laughs> okay, so I work for a company called Salt and Straw. And this question is specifically for Salt and Straw. And is, what is the Salt and Straw mission? So don't quote me on this, but from working here for a while and... Wait, do you have the answer to this because you looked it up? Yep. Oh my goodness gracious. I feel like this is on the website. I should know this. Yes, it is. <laughs> Don't make me look bad. Um, 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 um. I just, okay, so here, uh, okay. So when I was researching this, um, I, I, I saw the bolded part, and that's the only Salt part. Straw's mission. That's the only part I did. They had a whole story, but I only did the bolded part. I feel like it has something to do with like when you try ice cream it needs to oh my gosh make you feel a type of way if that makes sense because i don't know i was watching the jeff goldblum um salt and straw special on disney plus and i remember when he met up with our co-owner and ice cream flavor maker tyler they were talking about how ice cream should make you feel happiness and it needs to remind you of a time that made you happy that makes no absolutely no sense i don't even know what i'm saying anymore you you know what i'll give you a ding ding for that because technically you are in the right direction um i i i I wasn't expecting you to know it word for word on the website ice cream that makes you happy that i'll take that answer but the answer is Using ice cream as a platform, we pioneer and share experiences that inspire and connect us all. Yes. <laughs> that That is actually a lot better than what I was... Because I was trying to go off in my head, but a lot of different words were coming out. That's why I did not make any sense. No, but I'll, I'll take the happiness because when people are happy, they connect to one another in yeah. a special type of way. Because in the special that I was watching, Jeff Goldblum made a specific ice cream flavor and he brought it to i believe a bunch of marines i don't remember i i, I think when i saw that i'm not sure if he did br- no he brought it this uh, somewhere but yeah i don't know it was on a ship and it was a bunch of people like um with uniforms i just don't necessarily remember but um marines or something and um marines or navy i don't know anyways um He had them try it, and he asked each of them how it made them feel or what it reminds them of. And a lot of the time, they were like, it takes me back to when I was a kid. I think back to this. I think back to that. And they're closing their eyes, and they're just imagining it. And it gives you a sense of nostalgia. It makes you very happy. And that's what ice cream is supposed to be. It's supposed to make you happy. Because no matter what mood you're in, it could boost you up by times 10. And I think the cool thing about that is it can help you connect with others about it. And I think that's definitely, I don't know, it just makes a lot of sense because working in an ice cream shop, you definitely see that within people and families. I will take that answer as well. That was a really good answer. Happiness and ice cream does bring people together. We're going to do a couple more. So go ahead, grab another one. There you go. Oh, Tyler is blank with Kim Malik. A, brother, B, husband, C, cousin. Tyler is cousins with Kim Malik. Wow. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) I didn't even... I Honestly, when I first saw their picture online, I was like, oh, is that... I thought they were husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And then I started reading a little bit more, and she was like, oh, that's her cousin. Yes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that he's her husband and it's kind of weird because no they are related (laughs) but um and she also has her own mans um and he is also married but they definitely started together um it was i believe it started with kim and tyler was really good with making like recipes and everything so they just partnered up together i believe that was the story man i forgot i don't know (laughs) <laughs> I beg to differ, but I'll take it. Why? There's a different story as to that you read that that I that I researched about. Oh my it. gosh! Okay, well, tell me because I'm obviously not doing a good job. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. You know, with that, we'll we'll, we'll continue on with. <laughs> oh we have a couple gosh. more. Please don't fire me. <laughs> okay. Which came first, chocolate or vanilla ice cream? 
Oh my gosh. Chocolate? Are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. Okay. I don't know why people would think uh, vanilla came first because when I when I first started looking at this question, I saw online that people were saying chocolate came first. I was like, how does that make sense? Vanilla is the base of making other flavors. But chocolate bars came before vanilla yeah, that's extract exactly what i was thinking about so i was like it makes sense that chocolate ice cream was made before vanilla ice cream yes that was a good answer that was that was fast yeah that was fast you gotta think about ingredients where they all came from and where where it started okay we got two more and then we'll continue on our way so bad about those other two questions like i feel bad okay were ice cream sundaes made for sundaes oh my gosh really thinking out of the box here i never thought of that either <laughs> maybe yeah because i don't know i feel like if it was made and they called it sundaes maybe it was like a special for like ice cream shops to only make that or, and serve it on sunday it's funny that you're questioning your answer because technically whatever you said was in the same area of the answer. Oh. So originally, um, ice creams was considered a dessert and they didn't want to serve it on Sundays um, because it was like, you know, the Lord's Day and stuff like that. And so that is also why the, the, um, the, the name Sunday is differently spelled from the day Sunday. They didn't want to associate the ice cream with Sabbath. Oh my that is why. Gosh. That is why Sundays are spelled S-U-N-D-A-E-S, not S-U-N-D-A-Y-S. So they're not supposed to eat ice cream on Sunday. Yes, but they wanted to find a way around the law, so they created a thing for it, and they changed the name to Sundays with A-E-S. Do you want to know a fun fact? Go ahead. Guess the busiest day of the week for ice cream. Sunday. Sunday. Oh my god. Yeah. That's, that's so weird though. That's so crazy. Cause I learned that from working there. Like everyone, uh, what is it? My manager would always tell me like, oh yeah, Sundays are usually the busiest day for ice cream. And like, mm -hmm. I would be like, why? How? And like, I don't know. It's just like statistically, like that's how it is. Well, yes, statistically it is correct that Sundays are the busiest, but it's also because back then they were prohibited from, or Parlors were prohibited from selling uh, sugary treats, even sodas, on Sundays because no, they thought it's not healthy. It's not good for yes. Yeah, it's not replenishing your body of anything. And then they found a work around it by calling it a Sunday with AES spelling. Oh man, that's wild. <laughs> well, on with that fun fact. We have our final question of the day. I think this is going to be a fun one. Okay, how much did Tyler spend on? Or used ice cream makers. I don't even know this. <laughs> oh, f oh my gosh. Where did you find? Where did you find this? <laughs> try to get. Try to get, wild guess. Wild <laughs> guess. Um, four used ice cream makers. Oh my gosh. No, I should know this because I. Well, I know. I I remember he talked about the ice cream makers and where they came from. Um, but how much? $850. Why? <laughs> <laughs> that was your final guess? Yeah, a thousand. Why did you guess 850? I don't know, because they're expensive, aren't they? I don't remember. Well, according to my research, he spent $16. Oh my gosh, you're right! Yes! Yes! It was, I don't know if it was, it, it, yes, because they were used. It mm. says four used ice cream makers. Oh my god, can we do this again? Okay, let's pretend I didn't read it. <laughs> Boom. Okay, how much did Tyler spend on four used ice cream makers? $16. <laughs> because I remember it was used. And then he started messing around with it at home. Mm -hmm. And then thus it created all of these cool flavors. And then that's when he partnered up with his cousin who was already a business major. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Oh that's gosh. Yes, yeah. I did my research. Yeah, well, good job, because obviously it didn't stick with me. <laughs> one final... And I personally met them. One final question I want to ask you. Where did the name Salt and Straw come from? 
Oh my gosh, this is my favorite question. I get it literally every day and actually said this same answer earlier today before I came home. When I served someone, because they were asking, like, why the name Salt and Straw? And I'm like, it's funny you ask. And it's kind of like, (laughs) you imagine it as, like, a red curtain, like, goes down behind me and I got, like, a sparkly mic and I'm just like... Well, you do have a mic now. Yeah, (laughs) right. It's not sparkly, though. But, um... Just be like, okay, so it pays homage to the olden days, the old OG ways and how ice cream was made. So if you think back, because I don't know if a lot of people did this, but if you think back to like when you were a kid and you were in like bio class or some type of like science and um, sometimes you would, what is it? I zoned out. What was I talking about again? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, no, no. Okay. I'm tired. I had a whole shift today. Okay. What was it? Okay. I was talking about how back in school, there was a science experiment where you would make your own ice cream and you would use rock salt, other ingredients, and then you would shake it up and then it would make your ice cream. So that's where the salt comes from because back in the day, that's how ice cream literally was made. So the straw part is hay because you would store the ice cream in hay to keep its consistency correct am i right that's why salt and straw to keep it cold yes to keep it yeah mm-hmm. so when i was doing my uh salt and straw research i did i i looked i looked up the company a bunch of times and i try to see if i can get like some good questions um salt lowers the freezing point of water that's why they uh use salt back in the day when they were making ice cream because it would make it Older, easier and faster and they would would use ingredients yeah Uh and they would use straw or hay to insulate the coldness so that um, because back then they didn't have fridges you know Mm -hmm. and that's yeah you were 100% correct when you were answering this oh well thank you yeah a lot of people get really excited and happy because people would come in here in here in to my store and they would be like is your ice cream just really salty Or like, why do you guys have straw in your name and you guys don't even have straws here? It makes no sense. And I'm just like, um, sir, uh, our name is completely different from what you think. And so after I explain it to them, they're like, oh, oh, okay. Well, now I just feel silly. And I'm like, yeah, it's completely different from what you initially thought. It's pretty cool, though. I really like it a lot because that's where ice cream started. That's where ice cream came from. But the final answer that I, that I found was that the name celebrates where ice cream came from. That was one of my favorite answers that I saw when they were uh, talking about the uh, Salt and Straw name. Mm-hmm. That by naming it Salt and Straw, you are celebrating where ice cream originally came from. Hence why Salt and Straw is such a nice like place to just go and get some ice cream. Very, very nice place. What yeah. kind of flavor would you recommend right now? right now well i always recommend the sea salt caramel ice cream because it was um, the first flavor that we made as a company and um it's also our most popular so it's super good because it's so simple it's literally sea salt vanilla base with caramel ribbons throughout the whole thing very good mix of sweet and salty love it so much what would you pair with the sea salt ice cream? Oh my gosh, what I always pair it with, the side glass coffee. Coffee? Mm-hmm, coffee, cashew, praline. That sounds like a caramel macchiato. Exactly why I do it. And when I suggest it to other people, everyone's just like, oh my gosh, you're so right. I'm like, yeah, right? You don't put caramel in your coffee? Are you crazy? Because it's good. And then when they try it, I, have, I give them samples of each and I tell them, try it at the same time. I'm telling you, it's so good. It's like, it's kind of like, you know, that scene from uh, Ratatouille when Remy eats the cheese and the fruit and like there's like explosions, fireworks, yeah. and his, just hearts in his eyes. That was basically how it is when I show other people. So it's it's really good. It's like my number one suggestion. That or like strawberry, coconut, and vanilla because it tastes like strawberries and cream mm-hmm. or the strawberry, coconut, and chocolate gooey brownie because it tastes like strawberries dipped in brownie. But you have to put the brownie at the bottom. You have to. Because I remember when I first got uh, like hired, I was like, 
we have to ask people what order they want their ice cream in. Isn't it all just going to be in the same place? Isn't it all just going to melt together? And then I started working with other people and like seeing how they were doing it and talking about how like, yeah, like when it melts into the bottom one, it just hits different, you know, depending on which one you go for first and what you end with. I was like, oh my gosh, no, you're so right. Because it matters to some people. Yeah. You know, and it started to matter to me because also to keep in mind with that is if you're doing a double scoop or a triple scoop, whatever, you have to make sure you're putting the softest ice cream on top. No one thinks about that a lot. And it's obvious because if you put the softest ice cream at the bottom, it's just going to squish down. And by the time you get to it, it's like melted. You need to put the heaviest ice cream, the thickest ice cream at the bottom out of the two or three that you're choosing. So if someone tells me they want um chocolate gooey brownie and <clears throat> strawberry honey balsamic and i ask them wait 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 did you say balsamic yes like you're... balsamic vinegar balsamic vinegar with black pepper that's a flavor that is a flavor yeah is it good i personally don't like vinegar so i don't like it but a lot of other people do because that sounds like a flavor i'd try i know definitely i feel like that's a very much a damn flavor so mm-hmm. i feel like you yeah, a damn flavor a damn flavor um, but yeah, so if someone were to ask me that and I ask them, does the order matter? Like, which one do I put on top? And they tell me no. My first instinct is to put brownie at the bottom because mm-hmm. our brownie is thick and heavy. We make the brownie with marshmallows. So it weighs down, um, like the cup or cone, you know? And if you put the strawberry honey balsamic on top because it's so like runny, and obviously, that's the first one you're going to bite into is that top scoop. You're going to finish that first. Then you're get you're going to get back down to the brownie. And it's going to still be, like, intact. It's not going to be fully melted yet. You got rid of the softest ice cream already. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have your strawberry on top of the brownie. It's just going to be a perfect mix. The way that you were explaining, I kind of thought about it. Like, imagine getting... You know, have you ever been to a restaurant that served, um, uh, like, a, like, a brownie lava cake? Yeah. Right? You got the heavy brownie on the bottom and mm-hmm. you put the vanilla ice cream on top. So it kind of makes sense the way that you guys uh, scoop the ice creams there because it's like you want to make sure that they're going to bite into the flavor on top and then bite into the bottom flavor right as like right away. Now, working at an ice cream place, do you think it's kind of changed the way that you eat ice cream? Yes. I've learned so much. <laughs> because a lot of people, like I said, think that it's just so simple. It all goes to the same place. But it's just like you need to experiment which one goes well with the other. You know, you can't just do um, what are the two oddest flavors that people put together sometimes. Like you can't just do like mint and pots of gold and rainbows. Pots of gold is one of our more popular uh, selections that um, my location has all year round and it's Lucky Charms marshmallows in a milk base hmm. so it just tastes like the bottom of your cereal bowl now if you put that with something minty it's a little weird because it's kind of like if you eat cereal right after brushing your teeth that's basically what uh. it would that's what it would taste <laughs> like you know that's why sometimes it does matter for sure for sure um, you gotta make sure you know what you're pairing it with so I mean not saying that there's like a wrong way to eat ice cream because obviously it just depends on your preference but it's like i don't know i'm very mindful of like what i want with like my uh, ice cream yeah yeah so if i'm like out getting a milkshake um like sometimes i'm like hmm what would go good with like this strawberry milkshake would it be like some fries and a burger Mm. or (laughs) or would it be with some like some pad thai that the, obviously that's not going to work with that right? that's that's actually interesting because like um a lot of restaurants now they're like pairing a lot of um things that you normally wouldn't pair with like certain foods you know what i mean like um for example like burgers and fries back then that was like oh my god who would have thought eating a burger and fries is a good combination good thing at the same time yeah i yeah. i always think about what i eat and what i eat it with so it's like, I don't know, just working in foods makes me more mindful of that. <laughs> what do you think about after's ice cream, though, that combination? After's ice cream? Like donut, uh, oh, ice cream in a donut. I think it's good. It's just like for me personally, I think it's just so sweet and sugary. Like, because I remember I used to get that 
um, every now and then because it was the hype and everyone was standing in line for it. But it would give me a headache. Like if you go for the traditional Cookie Monster ice cream, which is the blue inside the glazed donut, after like four or five bites, you're like kind of over it because it's so sugary, you know, which is why like at Salt and Shry, I like the sea salt caramel because it's not more on the sweet, sweet side where it kind of hurts your teeth. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like a nice blend of sweet and salty. It's like perfect. And you eat that with like a waffle cone. That's all you need. Does salt and straw serve milkshakes? Yes, they do. Unfortunately, not at my location, but they do um, everywhere else. And whatever flavor you see on the board, you can put that into a milkshake. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's I just awesome. realized. It's so good. It's just... We don't have it where I work. What, what is that flavor that you uh, that I uh, had me try? It's like it has coconut, sunflower, something like that, or oh my you it's like the, one of the vegan options. Yeah, it was like sunflower butter. Yeah, I feel like that would be good in a milkshake. Yeah, no, I'm sure it would be. And the cool thing is, you could mix it with other stuff mm-hmm. into that milkshake. I would that that would be a killer combination, like a a vegan um, chocolate sunflower butter milkshake like are you kidding me yeah like i remember when i went to um one of the san francisco locations i went to a salt and straw and um i asked for strawberry tres leches with double fold vanilla and it was bomb it was so good i almost wanted to cry i was like Damn. man i wish we had this at our place real good one of these days when i go to one of the salt and uh, straw locations that has milkshakes i'm definitely gonna try to see what i can come up and mix yeah for sure gonna make a lot of like the 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 uh, the vegan options uh because that's mainly my diet so i'm I'm gonna try to do that um but honestly i just want to try every single flavor at salt and straw yeah i mean because you can we're not allowed to say no because it's uh we give out unlimited samples so you could definitely come through. Um, you can warn them that you want to try everything first rather than just like, I want that, I want that, I want that. Coming from a salt and straw worker, we would love for you to tell us first that you want to try the whole menu. Because what I do when someone asks me that, I divide it up into different things. So I have them try, um, well, according to our menu, I have them try all three of our vegan options. After that, um, oh no. That's the second one. First one, first three, I have them try our most popular sea salt gooey brownie cookie dough. Get that out of the way. Three of the vegan options, strawberry, mint, dandelion. Get that out of the way. Um, I do the limited edition ones, and so that's whatever it is for the month. Get that out of the way. And then I do my personal favorites. Get that out of the way. Then my least favorite. <laughs> I save that for last. And then um, I end with uh, pots of golden rainbow sometimes because it's like limited to just our location. And it usually takes people by surprise because it's like, oh my God, Lucky Charms, oh my gosh. So yeah, it just depends on the person too and if they don't really have dietary restrictions. You know, one of my favorite things about meeting up with you after you go to work is that you smell like sugar. I knew you were going to say that. Does my car smell like it? Uh, Not really. Just a little bit. But like when I first saw you, I was like, I love. Yeah, that smells so good. <laughs> like, I don't care if you put that on your head and you've been sweating on my it. But that smells so good. Smells like sugar all the time. My headband, my bandanas, my hats, my clothes. I always smell like waffle cones. And it's so funny because people come in because of the waffle cone smell. It like really like reels them in like you could smell it from like a mile away when by the time you set foot in our section of um the what is it the area I don't want to say the area I work in necessarily even though I kind of dropped hints um you could smell it and people walk in just because they're so curious like where is that smell coming from I'm like oh salt straw so they'll come in they're like oh my gosh it smells so good like you must never get tired of the smell huh and I'm like to be honest I don't smell it anymore because I'm here every single day it's kind of just like within me like unless I'm home and I'm washing my clothes I'm like oh my gosh it smells like sugar it's so strong but like if I'm there I'm like it just smells like work (laughs) now let me give you a little bit of a fun fact about restaurants because I used to work in uh, the restaurant industry a, a while back ago but 
a lot of the times when restaurants or uh, ice cream parlors or pretty much like any place that has some form of like cooking in it when it whether it's just uh, waffle making stuff like that mm -hmm. if you pay attention to the way that it's built the vent fans where it um sucks the air out of the place so that it doesn't smell in the restaurant mm -hmm. those fans that lead to the roof are sometimes directed towards the front of the store mm -hmm. so that when people are cooking inside the smell goes up and into the front of the store so when people walk by they it immediately smells. smell what they're making inside oh that is why sorry that was my click <laughs> that is why salt and straw cones when you walk by have such a strong smell that just lures you in it's very strong yeah like a lot of people tell me like you guys should make candles or like that would be so bomb car fresheners and I'm like that would be that bomb would too. actually be very very smart you know um and I always tell people, like, hey, it's better than me working at a burger place and I smell like onions all the time. I'd hate that because I'm allergic to onions. So if that were to be me, I'd be sick every single day. You're telling me. I mean, I used to work at a poke restaurant. I smell like fish, fish. all day. I remember that. You did smell like fish a lot. I would I would try to, like, change shirts and stuff, but it wouldn't matter because, like, my shoes have been stepping on all over, yeah. like, oils and stuff. And then you'd try to mask it with cologne, but then you just smell like cologne and dead fish. <laughs> <laughs> cologne and dead fish. That's that's not, like, the that's like not the prettiest. That was, like, the signature Dan smell, though, back when you worked there. But it wasn't bad. It was more just like oh he came from work <laughs> yeah it's like people knew that i came from work sometimes like when people ask me to hang out after work when i used to work there like i try not to go right away i used to like try to see if i can go home first take a shower change clothes and then go because sometimes when friends come by at the store and then they ask me if i want to hang out they're like yeah no we'll just wait for you i'm like can I go home first? Yeah, like, yeah I don't always said that. Can I go home first? I get a shower because I smell. <laughs> yeah, because like I, because that was back then when I didn't have a car. Like I, I literally would skate to work and I would smell like sweat, dead fish, and just rice and vinegar. Yeah, dude, I don't have to worry about that. Like when I meet with friends right after work and they hug me and they're like, "Hey, what's up?" They're like, oh, "You just came from work." I'm like, "Is it because I smell?" Like, yeah, I do. You smell just like waffle cones. I'm like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> that is probably like one of my favorite smells when I um like when I when I go anywhere. Like as soon as I smell the waffle cone smell, it smells so good. I instantly fresh, think like fresh, warm. warm. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, and then at the same time, I'm like Belgian waffles. Oh my god, butter, yeah. syrup, mm -hmm. fruits, bananas, yep. blueberries. Yeah, actually, there is um a candle at Bath and Body Works. That's called like strawberry lemonade waffle cone or something like that. And it literally smells just like our strawberry coconut flavor inside of a waffle cone. I was so close to buying it, but then I remembered I smell it every day at work. I don't need it at home. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys ever want that, it's at Bath and Body Works. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's been a pleasure and it's been a fun and thrilling experience to have you run an episode with me again is there any last words that you want to say before we uh, head on out um anything you want to plug <laughs> salt and straw is throughout all of the west coast so you got it in washington oregon where it originated um san francisco and then you got la oc and then san diego so you can go to each and every one in the coolest one uh, the coolest part of the whole thing is everyone you go to there's different flavors so there's always something new to try but you will always find chocolate gooey brownie salted cookie dough and sea salt caramel because i think those three are the most popular but everything else it's just there's hundreds i feel like there's probably not hundreds but i just feel like there's so many things to choose from and we actually just opened up another location in Miami, I believe, recently. And I don't know how it's been doing, but I know it's a pretty cool thing that they did recently because Miami, I guess, is like uh, an area filled with like a bunch of food. Mm -hmm. So everyone's just like super excited for it. So if you guys are ever in those areas, feel free to drop by because I promise you, and I'm gonna sound super biased, but the ice cream is so good. It's handmade. And it's fresh. The waffle cones, fresh. So good. So. 
just like what we were talking about earlier, um, every time I've uh, visited Kim at her location, I always 100% smell the waffle cone smell the moment I step in. Yeah. And that is one of my favorite things. And I love watching them just making it. I'm just like, oh, my God, it's fresh. I'm like, can I please get a cone? Because you just <laughs> made it. Some people come in just to get cones. And I'm more than happy to sell it to them. It's just Wait, what? 50. Yeah, they just buy cones? They'll just come in and they're like, can I have a cone? I'll be like, okay. Yeah. Fuck, I'm going to do that. Yeah, they'll be like, can I get a fresh one? And I'll go over to whoever's making the waffle cones and I'll ask them like, hey, which one's the coldest one out of the fresh ones they made? Because if I give them the freshest one, it's going to be hot to the touch. So obviously I'm not going to give that to them. But yeah, it's really good. Well, thank you so much for listening in to On the Flipside podcast. And I'm your host, Dan, and my guest, Kim Oberly. And <laughs> we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.